in white satin Lifelong fairy friend Seek outside Vilna A queen to defend Hourglass coven Three to a whore You will lead allies Answer valor's call Look above you Yes, above you Above you We'll start recording in that case. Now I've got some real business going on. Um, welcome everyone. We're, we've This is uh, getting right towards the end of the second of two campaigns that we've got running um, over the last six months, 12 months, something like that. I'm hearing a lot of heavy rain. It's not where I'm living. It's, um, I think, due to the game that we're currently in. Uh, so I might turn that down a little. Dark and, dark and stormy, which is appropriate. It is dark and stormy here. Um, and yep. just before we kick off, we've got two players joining us today. Um, let's see. Oh, and uh, Nicole, welcome. Hey. <laughs> yeah, hey. Crack, crack o' dawn or something, I think, for you. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, quarter after eight. Oh, okay. <laughs> nice. Um, and so, Taiki, you're. Uh, joining us for this final chapter. Thank you for helping us out. Um, you're going to be playing Glister, who is a character that the party rescued from the dungeons of the castle they're currently going through. And Ducks, you're going to be playing Trig, who is a tiny fae um, uh, sorcerer, enchanter, whatever, you, you know what I call it, spell slinger. I'm not using class and subclass and stuff, just, you know, what a novice might call you um but yeah so as a, someone who's been tagging along with the group maybe keeping your head around corners keeping your nose clean and and observing what's going on but is known to the party and befriended the party uh some time ago when they brokered a a truce between your clan and another clan of fae the Kored. In fact, both your clan and the Coretta right at this minute running amok through the castle below. Um, the group is going through the Feywild. You're on a sort of self-appointed quest, a quest to try and um, free or find out the um, whereabouts or um, at least what happened to the Fey queen of this domain of Prismia. 
this was you know meant you know a couple of months ago of, of travel and uh, the party has come into the Feywild to do so. You've um, discovered that somehow she was thwarted um, and her domain and usurped by a coven of three hags. And progressively over time, the group has been traveling from each of the three domains. They carved up her realm into three. You've managed to kill two of them. You've come to the castle of the third. You've driven her off in fear. Um, you can see in the chat a picture of her. She looks like a puppet master, almost like her body is a stage, and her forearms, the um, holding the dangling strings of the puppets. And you're in her right now in her creepy den, uh, her lair, which is covered in um, uh, puppets hanging from the ceiling and and mannequins on the walls. And you've just driven her off. Um, you feel like she's shifted not gone invisible and um her sister who fled just like the th three little pigs uh fled the last domain to take a refuge in this one um came afoul of the party and is been thrown into this big contraption to the west and to her death so she's somewhere down the floor down there and um i think that's where we left off if it, it, probably firstly, do you have any, uh, is there any other things that I, key things I've missed from either last session or current things that any, any of the players you want to chip in? I, I guess we're just still waiting for our soy lattes. Uh, we're still wearing <laughs> our costumes from the play. Yeah, that too. That's right. <laughs> this, um, this, um, hag her thing is running creepy plays non-stop and the people that she um managed to entrap ended up end up being um coaxed into into running um grim theater at, at for her pleasure um, those that don't stack up get kicked out or worse and those that do get sort of kept here somehow tricked into staying for for eternity it seems you've managed to free uh, a couple of people along the way as you've as you've so gone along since i was here would i be in a costume ah so um glister and gleam so you are a pair of acrobats famous acrobats from the witchlight carnival that travels the multiverse and some time ago this, this witchlight carnival is sponsored by the queen of this domain and it looks like these hags have got their you know finger in the pie um and um hoovering up souls and whatever it is that they they you know wealth whatever whatever they consider wealth i guess um and both of you managed to find your way to the Feywild, and trouble is that what your your gig your theme is one is the symbol of the sun which is you and your twin is of the moon so hence the gleaming glister and the face mask thing Endelin, one of her powers is to divine the future she's got this orrery of tragedies that she uses to look at all of the different potentialities and determine which one is the true one and she has seen that she is going to die meet her demise um, on a an, during an eclipse, 
and it doesn't necessarily have to be a you know she figured it didn't necessarily have to be a um, actual eclipse with moon and sun um, it's always eternal twilight in this domain so it wouldn't be relevant anyway but seeing this sun and moon eladrin turn up freaked her out completely and thought oh, holy crap this is a um, eclipse in the making and so she banished one your twin and imprisoned you hoping to keep with the plan to keep the two of you separate forever there's a rule of the domain fey law of the law of hospitality and so long as you're polite and behave yourself in someone's abode they have to do the same to you have to give show you hospitality and she's been showing you hospitality in plan two forever um, yeah so yeah they're very good at twisting the words of the laws of the realm but um, yeah so you're not in in costume you've been um, in the cell uh, but the others, I think, yes, are still in there. God knows what. I've <laughs> forgotten what your outfits were. But you put on a, a uh, masterful performance last week. But she banished my brother, so I'm still really pissed. Yes, definitely. Uh, definitely your least favourite person. In fact, the party might have already re um, mentioned to you uh, in since freeing you from the prison that they met up with, um, with your twin. Uh, traveling their domain and your twin right this very moment is invading the castle from below with an army an army of Briganox and Corred. Now um, what about you Trig? Do you have any questions? I, I know I've given the sort of high-level summary but I can always um, I'm keen to make sure I can fill in any, any blanks think, or whatnot. I think I'm okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I think at this point then, um, I would throw to you all as what you want to do from here. Uh, we could use a reminder of what is in this room, what this looks like. Right, yeah, yes. I, uh, I think we left off when we were searching. There was a cabinet. I see. Yeah, we were going to investigate the room. Okay, yeah. all right. So what I'll do is I'll just zoom in on that room, make sure that I can see everything. Uh, I think we did. We, we searched a box with toys. Ah, uh, yeah. Like, yeah, <laughs> there was a box with toys. Uh, yeah. There was dusted and webbed and stuff like that. There's a cabinet with an eye on it. Okay. And there's a bunch of uh, like uh, uh, hourglasses on the walls that when uh, Mavis uh, dispelled magic, they, they mm. kind of stopped working for a second, and then there's a bunch of uh, puppets around different kind of races and shapes and forms. What I can also do is share a... Um, share a handout. I think I might ha you might have them shared already, but there was one... I think there was one more chest that was locked, if I remember correctly. Could be. I'm just finding my way there. Mm -hmm. Oops. Ah, Enderlin's room. Okay, first thing I'll do is um, just give you a bit of a shot of where you are. 
Fern, if you can see that okay. Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. Do we know who Enderlin is? Enderlin Moongrave is one of the three hags, one of the three sisters. Okay. Oh. Well, no, I guess one of one sisters. Yes. Yeah, yeah. One uh so she was basically the queen of this castle yeah mm -hmm. and the realm so there could be some good stuff in here hey maybe yeah and you pretty much came straight here from the stairway that leads down so there's other rooms around the place that you haven't been into as well yep. and i think we're looking for unicorn horn right uh, yes. our main thing is find this unicorn horn yeah Oh, that's right. You touched the door, hand came out, and tried to shove you into the orrery of tragedies below. Yeah. Which, by the way, is where uh, Dada's sister's corpse still is, I guess, getting yes. among Yes, it's still in there. Get to it. We could go search that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can get my arrows back since she's full of them. That's uh, Scabitha Nightshade. She, there's a Scabitha night, Nightshade smoothie on the floor below. By the way, I recognize the person. We met with the first witch, then we went to the second witch, and that's where we killed the first one. Yeah. Now we went to the third <laughs> third witch, and that's where we killed the second one. Right. So now yep. we, all we need to do is find the fourth witch. Otherwise, <laughs> you're But then how do we get rid of the fourth witch? Well, we have uh, to find uh, the fifth one. <laughs> and then... The fourth that's... one will be Zabilna, who we're trying to rescue, so then we'll be set. Yeah. Oh, maybe. No, wait, was she a witch? I think we saw a fourth witch. It was, uh, She's Tasha, an arch, right? arch fay. Mm. Okay, so I've got a glass-doored wardrobe. Um, there are hundred, you know, a ver uh, many hourglasses on the walls. Um, no two exactly alike from the look of it. You know, ranging from a few inches tall to a few feet tall. And uh, every now and then you see one run out and just flip. Okay. You, might, uh, you can see the hourglasses in the in the handout, actually. Um, glass doored wardrobe. There's a jade eye adorning the wardrobe's uh, cornice. It's closed. Okay. Uh, Ungo wants to investigate these hourglasses and see if he can figure out any kind of a pattern. Do what they're doing. Yep. Uh, could be related to that spinning contraption somehow. Um, I guess maybe it's, uh, he, he was ready to start playing uh, Master of Puppets over the corpse of Endelin, but I guess <laughs> instead he will play Seek and Destroy and, and walk outside to see if <laughs> okay. he might be somewhere nearby, like okay. just teleported or something. All right. Um, you can move your so you, you so you go out to mm -hmm. the doors and. Keep a close watch, looking out for any signs of Enderlin, enemies. Um, yeah, can you roll a... Well, well, what do you have any special set of skills you want to use to try and figure out what these hourglasses are doing? Uh, I don't know, I mean, I have proficiency. <laughs> I could do some investigation or okay. perception. Okay, get your, get your droopy pipe out. Roll your investigation for me. Oh, what's, what's my beyond 20? Just a second, my plug-in's not active for some reason oh yeah how'd you go um 
I've not right, got I'll an roll I'm, I've not got an eye on the chat. So, so just tell me. Out yeah, that's okay. I gotta tell you, and then I'll try and get beyond twenty. Link. Uh, eighteen plus three is twenty-one. Oh, happy days. Okay, so right. um, that well, you can't tell exactly what these things are. Um, you know what what exactly they're doing. You can tell that they're not related to the Ori of tragedies outside. Uh -huh. There's not a relationship between the movements of the of the things. Um, what you think they might be associated with is lifespans. They uh, look like they range from about the shortest to the oldest of sentient lifespans, if you think of many different creatures that you have heard of. Okay. But what exactly, you're not sure of. Okay, fine. Um, so that's the hourglasses. The, there's a treasure chest. There's a wicker basket. I, I would look at the uh, wardrobe. Ah, the wardrobe. Yes. Okay. Jade eye adorning the the thing. Um, and it's got a glass front, so a glass door, so you can see that within the inside, on the on on the inside of it, there's a um, a wall mirror hanging within the wardrobe. It's oval with a sort of quite ornate um, border. Is that eye animated at all or is it just a car like a carving? What's the jade eye? Um, no, the eye opened last week when someone touched the wardrobe. And just watch someone cast like detect magic or something and then maybe try to dispel it but it failed or at least it did mm. not affect the, okay. the, the, the yeah. wardrobe yeah and the mirror radiated um divination uh-huh uh ungo looks around he's like anybody want to want to look at this mirror you can do it be brave enough yeah <laughs> oh we got a wizard oh <laughs> fancy, <laughs> fancy that. Fancy that. <laughs> to, the, I'll, to, the I'll to the rescue. To the rescue. So Trig, you'll the the Briganox that you've seen um, have uh, have quite hairy. They've got uh, what are they called? Mutton chops, um, wispy sort of white hair. Trig doesn't have any of that, so maybe he's quite young or whatever, but um, still has the same sort of face shape. And All right, uh, so I... yeah. yeah, keep going. Sorry. And um, uh, well, I was just going to throw to Trig. Uh, everyone's sort of looking to you to say, "Hey, can you? You're the brains of the operation here, the O wise one." Yeah. So Uncle's like <laughs> kind of touching this thing, and he thinks about opening it. He's like, "Ah!" And he turns the friggin' arc. He's like, "Ah." <laughs> What do you make of this? <laughs> I'm gonna cast detect magic on it, I guess. Okay. Okay, cast detect magic on the on on what exactly? The area. It's just um, an area. Yeah, but what area? Just where the yeah. you, you're targeting the. Um, I think the 30 feet around yeah. you, any magical objects get uh, light up yeah, okay. as an action, you can know they're... Uh, okay, so you can probably actually do a pass of the room, stroll around, hands behind your back, whatever. Um, yeah, so the wardrobe radiates 
minor magic. The mirror radiates strong magic. Um, the hourglass radiate magic all the same and, and divination again, but different to the mirror itself, the mirror. And within the chest, you know, eyeballing in there, you can see that um, there's the shriveled hand of an elf, you know, fine fingers. There's a ring on its third finger, um, yeah. clutching some, um, some rolled up scrolls. And um, the ring on the third finger is, is radiating, radiating invocation magic. I guess I'll have a look at the ring first. Okay. Uh, anything? Yeah. Yes, um, notable. Uh, yeah, it looks like it's got a sun sort of symbol on the on the ring. Maybe a, a few of them, like a little const uh, constellation. It's gold. It's radiating quite strong magic. I, it's. So the hand itself isn't radiating magic at all? No, the hand is not. Okay. And you... I guess I'll... Yeah, go for it. I pick up the hand and just... Okay. Look at it. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Can I... It doesn't look very Vecnan to you. Um, <laughs> and the scroll sort of falls out of the hand's grip. And you see a, a uh, title on the scroll as, you, as it just unfurls a little and um, it's written in a sort of spidery elvish script the title is The Agonies of Alagarthus a three-act tragedy by Elmig Endelin Moongrave there's a title mm -hmm. there but unfurling it a little there's no no play no script there it's, it's unfinished really unstarted does anyone recognize the name at all? Was Alagarthus that elf we helped at the pillars? With yes. The lake? Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah. So the rest, of, at least the rest of the party, would recognize Alagarthus. Yes, you do. Right. You um, helped him to escape this realm, and uh, by doing so, figured out a way for yourselves to leave the the, the domain as well. Yeah. How many hands? Know... How many hands did he have on him? He, now, that, now that you think about it, he had one hand. Huh. Okay. Well, we know that he had been sort of held here for a while, yes. right? Yes, a long time. Yeah. There's also um, quite a few bottles of elven wine. Uh-huh. Examining those, they um, they look pretty pretty flash. Might taste quite nice indeed, or fetch a penny back in anywhere, anywhere really, depending on what the currency is. Grab 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 a few of those. Throw those in the bag. Okay. Yep. I'll take the ring, I guess. Okay. On the now, um, Trig, I sort of blasted through your spells pretty quickly, um, and I don't remember whether I gave you Identify or not. If you wanted to have it, I'm, no. I'm cool with just you making any changes. Yeah, I'll... 
do that. I'm happy to assume that oh. you've got it if you if you want to if you don't. I can't remember. I don't, but I'll. Okay. Take it. Can Sorry. I? No. Yeah, you can. Um, how long does identify? Because you can do it even with, if you don't have it prepared uh, as, a, as a ritual. Ten minutes. Yeah. Ritual. Yeah. Yeah. So if you want to hang around here for ten minutes, you can cast um, cast the identify as a ritual. Yeah. And uh, ooh, here we go. I'll show again the. Mm -hmm. Don't know if you can see that or not. Very rare. Celeste, Celeste yeah, is very amazing. interested yes. to see what this is going to be. Yeah, the, since um, she is made of stars. You might the, as well have your name on it. Yeah. yeah. Um, Trig and Glister. Celeste looks like a walking constellation right now. Um, she's a druid of the stars, and instead of shape shifting into creatures, or as well as shape shifting into creatures, although I don't think you've ever done so while being. Once. Once you should. Turn into a monkey. Yeah. Monkey. Yeah. No. Okay. Oh yeah, twice, twice, because I changed into a horse <laughs> okay. and, and tied a, a horn to my forehead. Yeah, with a carrot for a horse. Yeah. <laughs> uh, actually, maybe we should introduce our characters to, to the new guys. That's a good idea. Yeah. Um. What I'll do, just before we do, I'll I'll go through this um, this ring of shooting stars. So mm -hmm. you can see it's got these gems in it that glow like a constellation. I was describing. And um, you can, while you're in dim light or darkness, you can cast dancing lights or light the light spell at will um, with, with an action. And it's got charges, um, regains charges, D6 daily at dawn. You can spend one charge for fairy fire or two for ball lightning. Ball lightning's like, um, you know, you create these spheres and you can then send them out to, to do damage. Um, each sphere, you know, goes out to 20 feet away, 120 feet away from you. As long as you're concentrating, up to a minute, they each shed light. So you can actually light up a pretty wide area by casting them out a long way. And as a bonus action, you can move a sphere 30 feet. Um, if it comes within five feet, um, if a creature comes within five feet of the sphere, it discharges and um, lightning and then the the ball disappears so you can then go off and do lightning damage as a bonus action every round by moving one of the spheres around someone um yeah so on a failed save they take you know save or half you can see it ranges from 2d4 if you create four spheres to 4d12 if you just create one sphere with your two charges and the third one is shooting stars so you, you spend one to three charges and for every charge a glowing mode of light from the ring it shoots out at a point you can see so it's like fire firecrackers uh, what are they called um, um fireworks and they shoot out 60 feet um and everyone within a 15 foot cube from that point 5d4 damage with a dexterity save for half nice. yeah so you could do three of those <laughs> in a round but well, you know cool. wow but it's only got That's six. Nice. Yeah, only got six yeah. charges, so uh, you can do that twice. But they uh, regenerate, right? Sorry. At dawn, which never happens. Yeah. Yeah. 
We've had a few things that we um, yeah. have have uh, that happen at dawn, and they have been recharging, you know, or re- okay. regenerating. I can't remember what it was, but it came up when there was uh, something I, that happened at dawn. Maybe it's because the uh, Cape of Mountain Mount Peak. Oh Mount yeah, Peak. I don't know how to pronounce. It. Yeah. Not so you're not sure why, but um, uh, dawn still triggers, but then doesn't arise. Um, okay, so let's go along. Ango, do you want to give us a bit of a spiel? Introduce your character for us. Sure. Uh, Ungo is a goblin. He is not a big guy. He's uh, three feet tall. He's carrying more equipment than he weighs. Uh, but he is dressed as an elven ranger. He was raised by elves. Uh, <clears throat> he doesn't know any magic. He's actually a fighter, but he acts like a ranger. He knows all about uh, nature, and uh, he goes around with a bow and shoots his bow all the time. Uh, he's very, very sneaky, and currently he's not actually dressed like an elven ranger because he's dressed up for the play, and he's wearing a plague doctor uh, outfit, so he's got like a black robe on with a hood and a beak. Uh, and Ungo tries to be serious and tries to act like a wood elf, but he most of the time comes off as kind of ridiculous. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> well, that's okay because he's good at killing stuff. Killed both eggs. Okay. Yep. <laughs> um, how about you, Mavis? Uh, Mavis is um. Uh, Variant human uh, bard, who uh, is a bit of a sourpuss, I guess. But uh, <laughs> the rest of the party might actually run some long rests that his mood have heavily improved uh, since they travel together. But you met him only uh, as he is right now, I guess. Uh, he's currently wearing a, a out of door like a majordomo with a little villain twirling mustache <laughs> on his face uh, and. Um, yeah, so far, for some reason, he's been the tank of the party, soaking all the damage. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he has severe distrust of anything in the Feywild. Uh, other than that, he likes to crack a joke, uh, I know, play around. But, uh, yeah. Not necessarily the, the most bright, not bright, the most, uh, like, a warm person in the room. And um, Celeste. Um, Celeste is an elf. Uh, she has really pale, almost like white blue skin and silvery hair. Um, she's currently dressed as a noble right now because of the play, but you can kind of see her starry robes poking out from underneath. Um, I believe she is wild shaped into a constellation right now. Yep. So you can kind of see it. All of her joints are stars, and they're all connected. Um, she's kind of quiet, kind of happy, just enjoying being here. Okay. Happy now that she got her sister back, which you'll meet eventually. Yes, Selena. Um, and so I think that's because there's five today. So... Um... That's everyone. Everyone that's here today, but there's also. Um, I don't know the sorceress. Sorcerer. I was about to say mage or warlock, but yes, or you know, because the witch, she wears a witch hat. 
and rides rides mm-hmm. a rides a flying broomstick. Magic broom, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so there is a sorceress in the party, um, uh, as well as a a melee ranger, rabbit folk, Harangon. Okay, so um, we were just going through the um, uh, the treasure chest. You've got a, a eight bottles of exquisite elven wine, um, probably worth a hundred gold each, or a, a, a certain number of trinkets in in fey currency. Uh, there's a little pouch, of, not a pouch, a sack, and looking in there, there's four bed knobs. Um, golden ones, so quite ornate, probably worth about 25 gold each. The ring, which I mentioned. And of course the hand and the um, Alagathus unfinished play. Um, we've also got the wicker basket, um, which looks like a sort of, examining that, looks like a bit of a pet sort of bed. It's a low basket with um, some toys and things in it. Oh, yeah. They look like stuffed birds. Were, were any of those magical? No, uh, they weren't. They smell, of, no? they smell of catnip. Oh. Well, we were trying to find a cat a little bit, you know, hmm. but mostly just to give us a way to defeat Endolin and yeah. disappear. So. Yeah, because what was that prophecy again? Uh, when uh, she got be killed if she's, uh, like, during a uh, moon eclipse. Here, I got it written down. When the moon obstructs the sun, Creeping Lynn will come undone. Play to her passion, stay on script. A cat, a horn, or a shadow whipped. The fool's scepter is the key. And Celeste has the fool's scepter, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, wait, uh, Angus uh, shadow returned, right? Yeah, I got my shadow. But it isn't ripped. Uh, I don't know. It seems it to be was. okay. It looks intact to me. I don't know, does it have like, is it on steroids, like <laughs> extra muscles in it? No, no. <laughs> I mean, Slapney's shadow was pretty ripped. I guess, yeah. <laughs> what was it? Uh, Augur Strength gloves, yeah. <laughs> mm. Oh, yeah. Uh, Priority is the, the horn, so I guess Mavis will, if he doesn't see Endolin anywhere nearby, he will go try to search the body of Kabatha. Uh, Okay. Yeah, I'll, Uncle will head after Mavis after seeing that these magical folk are investigating the magical things. Okay, and what about you, uh, Glister? What are you, I'm what just are you up to? Uh, <laughs> watching everybody at the moment, um, and I was looking at the, the cabinet because I wanted to see what was in there. You can see in the glass that there's... Um, there's a that's the cat the you mean the the wardrobe yeah yeah so that's got a glass doors and you can see that um there's an ornate mirror within the wardrobe to towards the back of it okay so there's nothing in the wardrobe itself no no it looks like it's the, it's housing the mirror And so if I... I think we... Uh, was it the same mirror as we saw in the other witches layer? Uh, 
yeah, now that you think about it, it does ring. A, it does look very like um, the one that you saw in Bavlona Brightstraw's swampy domain. And I thought there was something else in Cabathus uh, room. Oh, uh, maybe. Yep. Okay. So all from... the all the witches had one of these. Uh, yeah, they, they each had something a mirror very similar. About the same size, same shape. Maybe slightly different ornamentation. How how big is it? Um, probably about two feet tall. Okay. You know, big enough to be portrait sort of sized. I'll just come out to you, um, Ungo and Mavis. You're mm -hmm. uh, you're looking over the. Um... I think we're gonna go downstairs and check her out. Yeah. Check out the body. You can, you can also see opposite, directly opposite. There's another doorway leading off to the to the east. Uh, yep. Let's do that in a minute. Let's check out the body first. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it was this way down to the staircase. Yeah. Okay. 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 Yep. Down. And I'll I can just I can just move you down end up over here. down to there, yeah. So you're down below. Um, the orrery has slowed down. And it's not actually moving at this point. Remember, it wasn't oh. until you actually interacted with it that it started spinning around and going berserk. Um, uh, is the lightning still? Yes, there's still lightning crashing, and it's still powered. Um, are are the two? Uh, I think goblins or whoever was working around still in the area. No, it looks like they've done a runner somewhere. Yeah. It's untended. Mm -hmm. And looking at Scabatha, she um, now looks like she's got um, very thin, papery skin. It has many folds folds in it. It's got this sort of quite a dark green tinge to it, and um, she's got a sort of lank hair that is wet for some reason. It's not like she's been in the rain or anything. Start pulling my arrows out of her. Yep, okay, you retrieve half of them. Uh -huh. The other half are either broken or shot off somewhere where you didn't spot where they went. But you can retrieve half half your arrows that you yep. shot. And I think I from... We can put her down. If she's in like safe area, I don't want to go in like you know, in the middle of the lightning storm. I think it's mostly above us, isn't it? The lightning storm. I mean, uh, I think Slapney went in and he got like smacked around. Well, with he the lightning. fell through from the top. Okay. In any case, for for a couple of seconds, I'll, I'll look like if there's any lightning striking around her body, and then walk in. And okay. It's not striking around a body, but every now and then it's coming through the ceiling and hitting the powering the orrery. Mm -hmm. And I've placed you, you I've placed you in the ground level, so one floor below. Anyone else no. who comes out of the room and looks over the balcony will see you, but just so that you can see from where you are that there's other passages going off from this floor. Yep. Many of them. Does she have anything on her? Any anything in her do you have any pockets? Yeah, you know? so rummaging around, you find a number of... They sort, maybe they're spell components. Um, you know, a little 
butterfly wings in a little little cardboard pouch and bits of bone and powders that you're not sure what they are, some petals or herbs and things. Um, I'll keep those. Why yep. Um, but other than that, you see that there's a ring on her finger as well. Ooh. What's it look like? Um, plain, unadorned, no scratches, not not worn at all. Ungo will just pull that off of the finger and wait, show wait, wait, it to Mavis. Wait. Oh, he's just going to grab it. Stop being cautious. He's going to pull it off her finger. <laughs> yeah, okay. You've got it. Meanwhile, Mavis was, was already preparing a dagger to cut off the entire finger. Okay. What are you doing? Might be dangerous. Come on. Okay. Well, yeah, so Ungo's going to turn the point and be like, oh, well, do you think it's magical? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I just put my dagger away. Okay. Now, I'll just throw it to the rest of you while that's um, all going on, while the, the looting below. Um, Do you think we should go catch up with them? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm going to kind of do one last little sweep of the room before I leave and kind of, like, check under the bed and behind anything and just kind of make sure that we're not missing anything okay all right can you roll an investigation for me yeah um. nope show up in the chat <laughs> what'd you get i see a one i, I rolled a one. one a one plus zero nice one <laughs> um Hmm. Totally distracted by something useless for five minutes. Yeah. Oh, I see a squirrel in here. Yeah. <laughs> um, you don't you don't see anything new, although the hourglasses themselves have probably got value. But you know, unless you know, somewhere between ten and fifty gold each, depending on the size. Uh, if those seem to depict people's lifetimes, I'm not going to mess with them and <laughs> rip somebody's life off the wall. For 10 bucks? No worries. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think maybe stabbed a bunch of those. <laughs> <laughs> like sand through the hourglass. Um, okay. Um, you said there was a wicker basket? Yes. In there. Yes, this is the one that smelt of catnip. Um, and there was, and look, looking into the wicker basket, you see some uh, clockwork birds, you know, lots of little cogs and plates of metal, little rods, um, shiny silver and gold, brass, and they've got a uh, wind-up thing on the on their backs. Did uh, when I used detect magic, did they? Well, the, I guess did the basket do any? Um, the basket's not magical, but yes, these birds have a. Okay. Actually, no, they don't. They don't radiate magic. I'll wind one up. That means just... they must. <laughs> it means they must be artifacts. Um, okay, you wind one up, and it starts to chirp at you, and uh, starts shuffling its feet. Um, now that he's taken it out, um, is it the same ones that we saw at one of the other witches' houses? Yep. 
Skabathus. Yes. I think maybe Skabathus does. Skabathus Nightshade had some um, of these in her sort of ravens. Um, no, they were in a birdcage next to her bed. Mm-hmm. And they were animated and chirping away. I don't remember. I think we investigated and uh, I'm, I think they were like for sending letters. Yes, like the whole sending, yeah. a, sending a raven or a homing pigeon type thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. So she must have used these to send messages to Endelith. I think you gave I guess it, I'll, uh, Sorry, uh, go for a treat. I, I guess I'll, I'll just take a few. Uh-huh. Just as... There's, there's three there, so... Um, there's three there, so... One will probably fit in your backpack, given your size. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take one. Okay. All right. I'll grab one as well. Okay. Clockwork bird. You can put... Them. Yep. No worries. There we go. I'll take them. Yep. Happy days. All right. So uh, the three of you have got a clockwork bird each. I, uh, I guess once we take the body, uh, I'm just going to send a message to uh, someone upstairs, at least the palace, uh, saying, uh, no horn, uh, got to keep looking. It's yeah. uh, dead, dead for sure. Should we... Should we go back upstairs, Mavis? Check that other room? Yeah, but there are rooms over here, too. Well, yeah, go top down. Right, we should have split up. Yeah, let's go. Okay, so you head back upstairs. You can move your characters, if you. Oh, unless you need me to do that. Yeah, we're on a different floor now. Oh, so yeah, I'm not sure. okay. Yeah, I'll, shift you, I'll just shift you back up there, so you're back with the posse. And the rest of you, um, you hear Ango and Mavis coming through the doorway. So no one tried to activate the mirror or look through it or do anything with it? Um, I, I've got I, mean, I can try. I don't know if you can activate it. I'm just asking if anybody tried, you know. Do you want to have a go, Trig? See if you can figure it out. Roll an arcana for me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Call out what you roll, just so that... Unnatural 20. Hey, boom, wow. All right. So you get over there and go, hmm, yes. Thumb and, fi- thumb and finger on your, on your chin, and uh, you concentrate for a moment. Um, the mirror goes misty and um, starts to become clear, as if you're sort of, you know, breathing on a foggy surface, and it goes, goes clear in the middle... And then goes out, and you can see this grimy um, cottage, dark and um, covered in debris all over the floor. And while you might not recognise it, the others would recognise this as the domain of um, Bavlorna Brightstraw, slack-jawed Lorna, who lives in a swamp and but is no more. Mm-hmm. And you actually sit, can read some of the runes that are sort of hidden. They're not actually written as runes. It takes a bit of looking at, but with with your uh, sk- arcana prowess, you manage to sort of shift your mind's eye, and then it shifts again, and you see another room where there's all um, solid wooden walls. 
and looking at the rings and things, it looks like it's the inside of some sort of tree house. Which would be Scabatha's domain, so things see each other somehow. Yeah. They have a magical Skype. It's the, yeah, yeah. It's, it's their FaceTime. Uh-huh. Okay. There's a little blue tick on the side. Okay. Elon Musk has got his eight bucks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Can I use my clockwork bird to send a message to somebody? Ooh. Yep. Okay. Uh, what, so you, you wind it up, and what are you going to, how are you going to do that? Sort of just whisper in its ear, or you can roll uh, an arcana and see if you can figure it out? So I'm just going to, like, have a little piece of parchment. Okay, yep. Like, scribble a little note and like, stick it okay. in there. Okay. And just like write a little note to my twin who's apparently here somewhere. Right. And I'm just like, hey, I'm here. I'm just upstairs. I'm safe. Okay. Get your ass up here. All right. Or something, right? Okay. Send a message back. Just a little note. And send it off. Okay. Can you roll a, um, a Kana for me? With advantage. Oh, a Kana. With advantage. How'd you go? Oh, hang on. Let me actually... Oh. Second one was natural. Ooh, oh, nice. nice one. Okay, so this bird sort of looks at you, chip, 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 and then sort of flaps its wings like stretching and then uh, flies off, launches into the sky and flies off. Thank you. Um, you're not sure what's going to happen, but uh, it seems as if it worked. And so with the five of you, where to from here? Uh, so I guess when, when we get up to this room, y'all go and Maeve's room. Hey, you guys done in here? Let's search the castle. Yeah, uh, Anga, show, show, show the smart one, the, wing, the, 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 the ring. Oh, yeah, yeah. Who's that? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I know we are all titans of intellect, but there's this one that seems to know his stuff. Oh, oh yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, hey, Trigger, look at this ring I found. It's gonna show it to him. Kind of hold it, hold it up like this. And you can feel that it radiates magic as well. Not as much as the ring of shooting stars, but you know, it's it's decent. Can we have another ten minutes spare? Well, because it lasts ten minutes when you're, or is. Oh, uh, this is the like ident- hour? this, is the, this is the identifier. The identifier is cast on a particular it, yeah. object. Ah, okay. Um, but Trig, you could I mean, you could start your ritual while the others go to the next room. It takes them ten minutes to search yeah. a room. I mean, I guess since you are being so mm, in such a gambling mood, why don't you <laughs> mm-hmm. just put it on? Oh, that's a bit much. He's <laughs> <laughs> bold, not head. stupid. Fine line to balance. 
Okay, well, I'll just hand it to Trig. And then I'll go put it on. Okay, Trig. You put it on and it shrinks down to fit your finger. You don't feel any Ooh. different, though. Ring of shrinkage. There we go. Mr. Soul. The ring is perfect fitting. Yeah. I'll I'll take it off. Does it, like, grow again? Or? Uh, it does. goes back to a sort of fairly neutral, medium-sized creature shape. I just hand it back. Okay. Are you going to do your ritual? Or... Yeah, I'll ritual it. Okay, all right. Okay. Keep it then. Keep it for now. Okay. And Celestia, are you uh, wearing the Ring of Shooting Stars? Uh, no, I think Trig still has that. Being Celeste, looking at it, very... <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, Trigger will just silently pass it over. Hand Celeste a napkin. You've got a bit of drool out the side of your mouth there. <laughs> okay. She'll kind of smile and give a little nod and put yeah, it on. Little, little nice. galaxy just sipping through some Milky Way. Okay. All right, now I didn't see uh, in the handout, it should have said whether it was uh, attunement or not. I'm assuming so. It is not. Shooting. Yeah. Oh, I think it does. Oh, wait. Oh, no, it does. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah. I'll see the wrong place. Okay. Requires attunement outdoors at night. Well, yeah, just find a window. Very specific. It takes a long rest and sorry, short rest anyway. So, that's <laughs> yeah. a watch. Okay. Uh, meanwhile, we have entire castle. There's probably battle still raging on downstairs. What are we doing? Go check this uh, room to the east, past the orrery. Okay. Um, Obviously, you're going to be a treasure room around here, right? <laughs> Never enough treasure. I'll move the four of you across. Trig, do you want to just pause? You can see them. They're only like 30 feet away. Do you want to continue your ritual here or um, on this ring while they... Okay. Yeah, Trig will do it in the opening and just... Okay. Maybe you're at the front. You can see no, two doors. No, 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 no. I, I'm <laughs> lost. <laughs> Ungo will uh, will uh, sneak up on a door and try to listen. Okay. Can you do a perception for me? It's uh, an eight, apparently. Okay. Um... Okay, you listen at the door. And you can't hear anything, yeah, any any noise coming from outside, although you, you can hear the thunder and rain a little bit louder than uh -huh. what you otherwise could going through uh -huh. the, the last couple of rooms. Glancing behind him to see if people look ready. He will then try to carefully open the door. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll move the door for you first and then... <clears throat> Let's 
second, there we go. Okay, so you see a small um, half circle room with an arched opening doorway going out to the east further, and it clearly goes outside onto some sort of landing. Mm -hmm. um, within this room, there's bottles, each bottle, glass bottles filled with crackling lightning. They're lining mm -hmm. wooden, wooden bookcases along the walls of the chamber. There's, the open archway leads to a stone balcony um, overlooking an amphitheatre way, way below you. And you realise that this is probably one of the, maybe the balcony that you saw Endelin watching your performance from. Mm -hmm. um, uh. Remember she was up on the, you know, up on the little, I forget, I don't know the, the word for the those little um, Waldorf and Stedler Muppets <laughs> places. And that's where she was watching you with her little spyglass on a stick. Uh-huh. Oh, uh, go, go look outside. There's a stack of, and you can see, it's open skies. Every now and then lightning shone, uh, strikes down and hits the, the metal frame that forms a dome over the, over the theatre, which, you know, which you know powers these contraptions that move the stage around and shift different areas from around the place. So, uh, yeah, what's going on down there? Do the allies show up yet? Um, you can hear sounds of battle, but it doesn't. It sounds like um, there's some cheers and things going on. It sounds like there's been a victory. Do you guys think we should let them know that they shouldn't kill absolutely everyone? That there are some civilians <laughs> in here. <laughs> nah, no, that's that's their business. Yeah, but they will figure it out. Yeah. I think I did. You did. I sent a message. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you put that in the message? Don't slaughter everyone? Oh, I told them about me, not you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then just stroll confidently back out here. Well, there's some bottled lightning, and uh, I can see down below. Yep. And uh, it looks like things are going okay. Yep. There's a desk and a <laughs> chair. Um, large wooden desk, and there's a stack of parchment. And it, the, the stack of parchment seems to flap and flutter as if there's a strong wind and there's a stone uh, paperweight shaped like a toad uh -huh. scattered on the desk are ink pots, ink stained quills. There's a rusty cage um, hanging from the ceiling and it's got three folded up paper cranes within it and they sort of flap uh -huh. about like moths banging against the side of the cage. And some magical stuff. And then I'll go to the other door. Okay. <laughs> Does anyone else want to go uh, with magically inclined when I go and investigate that? Before I move to Ungo in the next door. Glister, you're there. Um, the, what um, Does the bottles of lightning travel? Can you, like, take them and throw them at people? Not sure, but uh, uh, it certainly looks cool. But you can just take the, the you, you, you can I'm, go. As long as it looks looks cool, I'm gonna take at least one. <sighs> well, how big I'm are they? Will they fit in my backpack? So, Glister, you're in the room. You have a look around, and the bottles are just you know um, half the height of a wine bottle, but about the same thickness. And um, yeah, so 
fairly easily would one of those pick up and looks like a yeah something that you could throw you know not too unwell it's not like throwing a flagon or anything like that um you could is it like one of those uh, like a tesla coil thingies or is it like a some liquid no there's just, just sort of, there, there's sort of a like a lightning a, a bolt of lightning but rather than it being um uh mm. just a flash it's bouncing off the sides mm. like a pinball machine how many of those could I fit in my backpack? Um, let's say <laughs> each one's a pound. <laughs> Easily 10. I don't know how full your backpack is. Oh, I don't really have much. Cause oh, you don't have a jail. backpack. You've just been rescued from jail. So. Damn, I don't have yeah. anything. Yeah, that's actually a good thing. Uh, did we see anything that looked like a hold for items from prisoners? Uh, no, you didn't. There's plenty of okay. gear downstairs in the change rooms for the actors. Um, Celeste is going to join Glister in that room and kind of like check out the desk and see if there's any important information and kind of check the drawers and stuff. Okay. Um... Is there a backpack in here? <laughs> yeah. Um, Celeste and Glister, what are your passive perceptions mine is 16 okay that is a really good question <laughs> 16 you, oh, yours is 16 as well yep okay I, did, I just remembered it was on your token we usually have the convention of name dash passive perception so i don't have to ask it tends to raise the uh, alarm bells <laughs> Whatever I say. Don't be passive anymore. How good are you at detecting invisibility? Um, let us see. Okay. Bottles of cracking, crackling lightning. Um, Hopefully my bike's pretty good at it. So, Celeste, what were you having a look at? Like all around the desk and stuff in the oh, drawers. Oh, that's right. Yeah, okay. So you um, you can see that the birds that are within the cage have got writing on them. It looks like a letter that's then been folded up into a bird and somehow enchanted, but not set loose or, or whatnot. Open one up and read it. Okay, you open it up and it goes to fly off and dart out. You will have to try and snatch for it. Okay. What would you like me to do for that? Um, you can use a reaction to do a roll to hit. Okay. Okay, for me, you to do strength or dexterity for that. Figure out the best way to do this. Do you want me to just like roll in acrobatics? Yeah, sure. You you will we'll include proficiency in that. Okay, so you snatch it and it sort of flatters and flatters and sort of unfolds itself. The little door slams, uh, not slams, but slides shut because you lift it up to let the let the bird out and to to reach in, and it sort of dashed out. But the other two are still in there. Um, you have a letter in your hand. You can have a look at it. It's still sort of struggling with you. 
My darling Bav, Scab had the horn, but either lost or forgot it. Her head's so full of cobwebs, I imagine what she'll find, what she's going to be like when she's fully senile. Your favourite sister, End. Can I grab another letter? Yes, there are. I'm going to grab another one. Okay. It's, again, it's going to try and dart out. If you miss, Glister, you're, you're second slip there just in case. Yeah, I'll be there ready. <laughs> 15. Um, okay, yep, you grab it. This one, again, in the um, spidery script of Endelin Moongrave that you've seen. Dearest scab, mummy's little warlock spy was... Happy to betray her companions and reveal that Kelek, Zargash and the others are conspiring to betray us, but fear not. Their plots will not succeed. Even now, an outside force promises to rid us of the whole stinking lot. What's important is that the cauldron remains safe. Let me know how you wish to proceed. Your beloved sister, End. Okay. I'll post so the Scabbler seems to have a loss. I'll post those into the chat so that for others that can know what's going on. Zargash and Edis are from the League of Villains or whatever they were called, right? Yeah, the um, League of Malevolence. Yeah. And I might as well try to read the third one too while I'm there. Okay. They seem to have some good information. Okay, I'm ready. Oh. Go, Glissa. Yeah, I was going to say, I hope you're ready to grab this one. This one slips through my fingers. 13. Okay, let me see. I have to check armor class. You hit it. Exactly. Right. Okay, this one is not addressed to Scabatha. Same spidery script. Lord Kalek. Um... <clears throat> I have written a new play titled The Agonies of Alagathus. It's a tragic tale inspired by real-life misfortune that I think you might enjoy. You and the other members of the League of Malevolence are invited to Motherhorn to watch a live performance. Your missing colleague, Skylar, has been my guest for some time, I'm afraid, though. She's worn out her welcome. In exchange for my generosity, I'm hoping you can take her off my hands until our next meeting Endelin we've, we've heard the name Skyla before right? Uh, you have apparently she's some sort of warlock a member of the League of Malevolence I think we met her in the palace because we met some other actors that are awaiting our audience I think I don't think you've met, you may have met, met someone saying that their name was Skylar, but she didn't sort of ring as a uh, warlock or a League of Malevolence member either. She seemed to be having a blast and living it up as a prima donna. Okay. I'm going to uh, yell for everyone else to come into the room and kind of relay all that information, kind of reread the letters to them. Okay. Uh, Grista, you've been here for a while. Have you, have you heard anyone by that name? Have I heard of Skylar? Yeah, Skylar is someone who um, 
has chosen to leave the League of Malevolence or not sort of betray them or anything, but um, uh, but not carry on and, and, and hang out here. And um, she's been, seems to have been enjoying this whole performance gig. Not as a prisoner. Oh, so now they don't want to hear anymore because she's enjoying herself. Mm. Glister, can you roll an insight for me? Mm. 17. Okay. So you think that she's up to something and uh, definitely trying to conceal some other motivation different to um, what she's you know, how she's behaving or how she was behaving with Endolin. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. no that meets the eye. She had her own little scheme. Uh, bottled lightning. <laughs> the most interesting okay. part of all those letters was a reference to the cauldron, I think. Yeah. Or the is. unicorn horn. Yeah. Well, they just said they don't know where it is. Uh, I mean, did, no, it the... said Scabatha has it. Yeah, but we found it. Scabatha lost it. True. True. Yeah, but maybe it's found... at her house, lost. Yeah, but we found the letter. He's saying Mavis. We found a letter in Scabatha's office saying that uh, the other one has it and lost it. Yeah. yeah. True. Yep. Something yeah. like, it's... oh no, dear sister, she's lying to you. She has it. I think we know for sure that it is somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, there's also these papers under the toad weight, uh, Celeste. You said you're investigating the desk itself. Yep. And um, it's it's very lifelike, made of stone, bumpy. Um, and the parchment under it are waiting you know, look like the same paper that the birds you've been reading, uh, but obviously, you know, unfolded and no writing on them. Okay. But it looks like they're fluttering in the same way as the birds are trying to get out from under the stone toad. Yeah, I might leave ah. that. I was, I was going to take the toad, but I think if I take the toad, all the papers will fly away, so... <laughs> There's Abbott's office that mentioned a cauldron. Uh, says the cauldron's the thing during the time freeze in magic. So that's a thing mm. they use to freeze a bit of and, and all everybody. Yes. Okay. So from what I remember, the horn is the only thing that can freeze a builder. But the, yeah, that's and the case, why are they hiding their cauldron? I don't know. Gl- well, they, somebody could always kill that other unicorn and take the take the other horn. Um, <laughs> Glister told us that Endelin has the horn, actually. When we rescued her. Glister, do you know anything about this? Yes! <laughs> it's something I overheard. <laughs> Did you see it? <laughs> 
I don't remember. But you'll have to remind me. Remind me. What was the the glister reference? So I just have a, just have a note here that when we uh, found glister in her cell, yes, she told us that Endolin has the horn. The Endolin is invincible until an eclipse occurs, and agreed that uh, maybe her and her sister could make an eclipse, and then told us where Endolin's chambers are. Yes. So glister, that's your. That's your um, understanding, is that Erndelin had said that she had the horn or that she had a horn. You'd overheard her saying it, but you hadn't seen it. You hadn't laid eyes on it. All right. All right. Yeah, it's something I've just heard. Hmm. Uh, hearsay. Has it? She probably has it with her. Doesn't seem like a sort to put anything in a bank or a safe. Probably got it. Well, let's kick, it, kick open this next door. Yeah, I'm going to take one more look around this room and see if there's anything else of interest. Okay. Um, um, Trig finished with that ring yet? Oh, yeah. So, uh, Trig. Um, Trig, you've finished your um, snooping, your investigations. And you think this is a ring of protection, which will increase Ooh. your class as well as your saving throws. Right. Ooh. Yeah. And you're, you know, back caught up with the party. And um, you can see that they're in a room mucking around with some flying birds and reading papers and rifling through desks and drawers and things. Um... <sighs> Celeste, you think that the wooden boards laid across the rafters, um, you can see some sort of light or movement, maybe a bit of dust falling down from between the boards. Okay, I'm going to check that out for sure. Okay. Um, it, it's not the roof you can't just reach from where you are. How are you going to... You can, you can, having a look at it, you think that those, these boards are not just like lining a solid ceiling. Is Slapney technically still here yes. for me to be like, give me a boost? Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, you, could just, you could just walk up the wall. I could, actually, yeah. I have uh, slippers of spider climbing. Okay, so... Oh. Dum, 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 dum. You just. Uh, that I've never used. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> there you go. I had I had visions of um, whoever got these slippers in every fight, just avoiding melee by walking up the wall and standing there on the ceiling. Yeah, that's um, the thing to do. But, uh, a lot of the battles have all been outdoors, to be fair. Um, yes. Okay, so you walk up the wall uh, after being reminded you don't need a boost. Um, and you sort of, you can see there's floorboards just laid here. What, what do you want to do? Um, you said there's a little space. I'm going to kind of try to like peek. Okay, yeah. So every them. now and then there's a flash of lightning that you hear and you see a little flash of light through the crack in the floorboards. I'm going to try to move one and see what happens. Okay, you give it a bit of a nudge and it looks like that while a few of them are laid and, and nailed on, there's a section of them that are loose and 
but attached together to one another so they form like a trap door that can be lifted up. Okay, I'm going to lift it up and kind of carefully peek in the room. Okay. Now I'm going to use the same space as what we have here because you go up into an area that is, you know, 10, 20, 30 feet across and um, there's a belfry directly above this tower and um, it forms like a giant metal cage just like the ones that you've seen around the place. It's... Um, Yeah, it's a little um, it's got a strange smell about it, one that you might not recognize. Uh, you could roll nature, I guess, if you okay. to try and identify it. Okay. Ten. All right, you, you don't detect the exact creature, but it seems um, reptilian or serpentine. It's that sort of smell. Ooh. The sort of smell you might be familiar with. The, the, the uh, sorry. Um, okay, so where was I? Remind the weird me. smell in the room. Weird smell in the room. Uh, weird cage. You, you, it looks like you're in the inside of a cage. There is a hole about 10 feet wide in the side of it. Um, the bars are just broken. There is a um, straw all over the floor, and um, yeah, straw all over the floor, and um, there's a glass cabinet off to one side against the far wall that's protected from the from the elements. It's a little bit grimy. There's a bit of a square above it of metal. This is just you poking your head up through the trapdoor, Celeste. I'm going to climb up and I'm going to check out that cabinet. Okay. And then I'm going to kind of like poke my head back down and look at Glister and be like, there's a whole other room up here. Come check it out. Okay. I'm going to come up with it. Okay. Um, so what I'll do is to make, to make it a little a little easier to manage. I'll just so Glister, you're in the room. Celeste, you're in the room. I'll just move Slatney out. Um, Trig, if you want to come through, feel free to um, fly on in to position yourself where you want to be. Uh, Glister and Celeste, you're back up the top. You can hear Slatney, Ungo, and Mavis down below. I think Trig is just like a mosquito. Flies like just arms and legs hanging down, no wings. Uh, just like hovers up like a little mini, I don't know, not Superman, Baron Harkonnen. Um, Celeste, Blister, Trig. What do you want to do? You're up here. I'm going to check can out I... the glass cabinet. Okay. Can we see very well up here? You can. Well, it's twilight, so it's not... Yeah. Um, tw twilight's dim light, so it's um, you know disadvantage for to perception checks. To um, to be fair, just because it's not lit, you don't you're easy to spot stuff, um, easy to miss stuff. But every now and then there's a flash of lightning, and whole you know you, you everything is in stark stark light. You can hear slapping down below. You're right up there. 
I don't know if that's his voice or not. <laughs> I'm describing. I think. I think I shed light where I'm a constellation. Oh yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So oh, the radiance comes out, lighting up the area. Good enough for you to see. And you can see that the um, the glass cabinet has been is covered in grime. So it's pretty. Um, pretty filthy exposed to the outside but not directly under the rain oh okay so there's like cracks in the ceiling and stuff we're a bit under the elements here well think of that you're in the side of this of this castle and there's a turret or a belfry that's open and out to one side but there's still one wall that's slightly curved as that curved domed roof so part of the ceiling and wall of this belfry is solid stone but probably more than two-thirds of it is just open cage. And is there anything in the glass case? Um, you can't really see through the grime. I'm going to look back and say, anybody have anything to, to clean this? Any Windex? Any, any prestidigitation? Any chucks? I don't have anything. Scourer? Um. Hey, I'm going to take the sleeve of my robe and okay. just kind of wipe it. A squidgy? Okay. All right. So you give it a rub and, uh, you, you know, it cleans off fairly easy. It's not, it's, it's grime, but, you know, you can, you can wipe a small area. And um, the, your, the, the glow that you're emitting, you know, you can lights up inside. And you can see that there's a, um, uh, two pegs coming out of the wall and a rusty old sword hanging inside it. It's got a few nicks okay. in it, and from what you can see, it's pitted and whatnot. Trig, you're up. Can there. I grab the sword? Um, oh. a solid, solid glass cabinet, no door. Okay. And I'll just throw to uh, a Trig. You're up there as well. Yeah. Anything? What would you be doing in this time? There's also the little square above and also the rest of the cage and, and area what's the square above uh, it looks like the, so you lift up and fly over and have a look yeah um, get close and you can see that there's a square and you can see it's probably a a brass plaque not a blast plaque um uh maybe engraved but again grimy and we need a bit of wipe off to figure out what it says I guess <laughs> he rubs at it with his sleeve. Uh, see, okay. see if he can get anything off. It's the thing to do. It's the um, it's all the rage, and uh, you give it a rub off, and it says, "In case of emergency, break glass." Um, Glister, you're over at the wall. <laughs> uh, at the at the. The, the the other side of the, of the of this belfry and whatever was in here was more than 10 feet across whatever would it was in here um you know there, there's a broken cage and looking at these bars they're probably more like beams you know maybe a few inches thick solid metal and they are twisted and bent outwards Oh, we're not getting any audio from you. 
Yeah. I'd say somebody didn't break the glass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to uh, walk across to uh, the glass. Okay. And give it a punch. Punch it. Boosh. Okay. Break the glass. You haven't really seen um, Glister punch things yet. Do you want to do a roll to hit for us? Okay, you hit it. Um, can you roll a damage roll? No. All right. So um, Glister just snaps out a back fist and smashes this thing to smithereens and then sort of calmly pulls the fist back in and um, standing before you is this maybe six foot long sword the handle is maybe two feet long and even beyond the handle it's not sharp there's a bit of a grip on either side of the cross guard it's big it's great. Great. <laughs> it's um, all right sword. Yeah. I don't think I can use that. I'm going to go have a look at the cage now. Just in case anybody wants the sword. Uh, have a look at the cage, did you say? Yeah. Oh, you're in the cage. The belfry is the cage. Oh, the belfry is the cage. Yes. So whatever was in oh. here, whatever was caged in this area was big. Um, I think I'm going to grab the sword. Okay. If nobody else is, and I'm going to kind of like hang down from the ceiling and be like, "I found this sword. Is any can anybody use this?" Um, I'm not I'm sure. Like, I'm going to like maybe. Really. is probably the only one who. Yeah, he's got sure that's I would, what I was thinking. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure I would be even able to lift it. Yeah. No. I, I, being small, I can't really use a heavy weapon. Right. Yeah. Well, sort of, uh, you know, gets gets his twitchy pectoral muscles, and um, yeah, says I can probably use this. Perfect. I'm gonna pass it to him. Okay. Bloody hell! How long's it been? Took you blokes ages to get to me. Hmm? You Is hear that the, the sword? sword? The sword talks. Oh my god. I cast dispel magic on the sword. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> but maybe it's gonna jump back. Like, uh. No. Come on! Hands up. Get, we better get, get a crack on! The bloody uh, Jabberwock's on the loose. They knew it was uh, the Jabberwock. Ah. Uh -huh. uh -huh. Excuse me? <laughs> the Jabberwocky, mate. And I'm going to say, we, we ran into the Jabberwocky a while ago. It almost took out our balloon. Crikey! <laughs> is that, is nah, that you your job? No, Is you it your job to stop it? Oh, yeah, let me at him. Yeah, I reckon, you know, 
I'll hang out with you guys. It's been so long. I've been hanging in that bloody wall for donkeys. What? Okay, well, when we get out of here, we'll go, we'll go find the Jabberwocky for you. All right. Well, what I reckon we should do is find the tracks and track it down. It's a flying creature, but, you know... Would you be up for killing some other stuff in the meantime as well? Oh. Sharpen your edge a little bit. Only get, the, get only, you in a shape? Oh, oh, come on. Only those that deserves it, you know. How about some evil hags? Hags, eh? Hags. you got to watch out for those. They're creepy little critters. Yeah. And as... Um, uh, um, Slapney's holding this sword. It's the rust starts to fall away, and um, uh, vines grow from the handle and sort of wrap around um, Slapney's wrists, um, you know, enforcing the grip that he has on this sword. They also twirl and twist up the sword, and. Uh, the previously dull metal gleams green, brilliant emerald green and, um, and purple. The pommel is uh, um, grime falls away and you're presented with this sort of pink and lavender rose. Mm, beautiful. You're a very pretty sword. <laughs> Yeah, you can't you can't see Ungo's face with his mask on, but Mavis just standing near him. Here's a very quiet, shiny, hmm. <laughs> sharp. <laughs> My mates call me Snickersnack. 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 Well, nice to meet you, Snickersnack. I mean, if they call you that, they're probably not your friends, but whatever. <laughs> My nickname with my mates is Headlopper. Headlopper. Snicker snack the headlopper. Oh yeah. That's my raisin death. Perfect... That sounds like a perfect sword for slap me the pot dodger. Yeah. Slap me the I pot. Speak, I speak all kinds of dodger languages. Wielder of Snicker snack the headlopper. <laughs> okay. There we have Briggs. Ragnarok, flowers, bees, and the swords. Are we missing any animate or inam inanimate uh -huh. objects? Oil can. Oil can. Okay. Oil can. Yep. And the ghoul. <laughs> the ghoulish mm. emo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, 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 the pig face, was it? Yeah. <laughs> Sour pig. Sour pig, yeah. So it was a tree. Mm -hmm. Alright, well, I guess... Uh, oh, that's a we once we are done here, guys, once we are done here, we're opening up a menagerie. <laughs> well, I know that that bloody dragon has headed off to the palace, so reckon we get a, better get cracking. Uh-huh. Okay, before I hop you know, down the from... Way to get to that One of you's better blow the horn. Horn. Do we have a horn? Which horn? 
Um, there is no horn, um, but looking around at the very apex of the belfry, there is a large bell. That's not a horn. Is, is that the horn? Yeah, and it was a bit, although the place was lit, he says, oh, yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Ring the bell. Toll the bell within this spire to journey to your heart's desire. Oh, okay, uh, I think we're going to look okay. around a bit more first. Yep. Oh, I'm getting a bit toey. Uh, just, just put a lid on it. I mean, we could put you back in the cabinet if you oh, prefer. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Let's uh, not play fast and loose. <laughs> Let's not play fast and loose with cabinet three threats. All right, so we're gonna take a look around and then oh, then we'll Lister, bring it out. You're on mute again. It's always good to have a good plan first. Now let's look around. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, well, all right. I am nothing if not patient. Yes, you've waited this long. You can wait a little bit longer. Oh, wait. Wait. This is important. Uh, talking sword. Do you know any giantess? Giantesses. <laughs> oh, yes. Well. There's these creatures. If you go real quiet and, and come around from uh, downwind, they're called Fomorians. Ugly as all shit, but their heart's in the right place. Are they big? Oh, huge. Perfect. Where can you find one of those? Well, they sort of live all hereabouts in the... Uh, in the mountains. The mountains. Got it. Well, thank you. You are, you are not a complete waste of space. It's very useful. Yeah. There you go. So about this door. Ah, uh, Ungo. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let me uh, open this door for you. The red thing. A red light. Looking redder than the other red thing. There's lots like of Like especially yeah, red. This whole um, palace or whole lair is lit by these red torches. So it gives it a quite an eerie, you know, um, magenta glow. But it's a similar, you know, when you have the two towers over the archway traditional castle type thing so there's another one mirroring the top one below so another half circle and um, the castle turret has a 40 foot high balcony again overlooking the mother motherhorn's amphitheater however looking through the archway you see this enormous wooden bird-like creature perched on the um, the parapets overlooking it has a round bird's head with uh beady eyes a metal beak and leathery wings sort of stitched with leather mm. again folded against its chassis and atop the bird fashioned as part of its back is what looks like a leather saddle you know like what you would see on a horse And go takes off his mask, drops it on the ground. And goes, oh, 
guys, guys, guys! It's like waving Mavis over here. Right? What? What? Oh. It's a flying machine. Oh. Might be, or might be your literal coffin. How do you know this thing flies? It's got a saddle. That doesn't mean it flies. That means it's got a saddle. I mean, men, men's got a logic there. If it's got a saddle, it, it needs to be ridden. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that does not look safe there. All right. Again. <laughs> all right. All right. That looks so cool. Mm. It's actually got little <laughs> wires. Um, you know, so the beak open and closes. Um, based on wires that are that pull and that all over, you know, every sort of bone um, of the bird of the ornithopter um, is all wired up. But there's no body on it. It looks like a, a frame. Why? Why I can appreciate them, the macabre nature of the the construction. You know what? Could I use my vast non-existence? Uh, Engineering knowledge to see if it can actually hold up in the air. Sure. Um, you can roll Arcana or a straight intelligence. Uh, I'll go for it. Unless you've got other some other proficiency. 14. Okay. Um, you get in, have a look at it, you know, maybe touch a couple of little wires or, or whatnot. You think that so long as it's not carrying too much weight, this should be able to carry a person or two. Uh-huh. You, you said it's only like 40 feet down to the stage, right? Yeah. Ungo's like, I'll be fine, and he jumps on it. Okay. Yep. And the moment <laughs> he jumps on it, I'm going to push it so it goes. Okay. Give yeah. It Let's go. All right. I'm going to try to fly over the stage, so if I fall off, I'll land on something. Um, now nah, we'll be fine. And slop, and go. Okay. Ungo, can you roll? Uh, have you got any proficiency or thing that you're going to try and do? to control this thing it sort of it does and the, and the wind catches the wings and it starts to sort of yeah uh -huh. uh, ca catch um, i don't know maybe but, acrobatics I don't know. <laughs> yeah you can you can try acrobatics and try to have any vehicle okay. proficiency i'm just gonna try to you know wiggle around and try to stay stay level yeah okay all right despite the wind and so on. go for it and uh, you're 17. So. yeah yeah. Okay, so what you do is you use your balance skills to sort of surf the thing. And as while it's, it's yeah. sta it starts to nosedive straight into this sort of lightning um, cage above the frame, above the amphitheater, and you p shift your weight quite dexterously to your back foot. And like a skateboard, the thing sort of auto-corrects. And then you can quickly sit down and flip yourself into the saddle and um, your feet sort of naturally land on what look like two, you know, like har big Harley pedals. And with that, you sort of grab some reins or levers and things. And um, um, after a short moment, you seem to um, make a mental connection to this thing, um, Pandora style. And uh, it, it seems to then obey, you go, holy crap, you know, level up level up and it does it starts to obey your spoken directions nice uh maybe he's gonna send a message awesome. to you uh like wow that was gnarly did i even say <laughs> tubular 
Yes, Ungo circles the two towers and yells, Kawabunga! Uh. <laughs> All right, so you're fl- and this thing is flying. It's, it, it flaps its wings. It's not really, uh, you know, it's not super fast. It's got a speed of 30, yeah. you know, the same as a regular person walking, um, but, uh, or run, you know, dashing. But, um, but it's flying, so the terrain you know, doesn't matter. So you're not held up, you know, you very quickly traverse across these mountains. Cool. I'll go back, go back to the rest of the party and say, well, Anger couldn't take it. He just jumped off the ledge. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to climb down from the like attic thing and look and see Ungo flying around. Okay. Well, even from above, in the belfry, you hear this, ah, kawabunga, and flying above you, because uh, you remember you're above the, the level of where yeah, everyone else see. is, you would see yeah. Ungo go sailing past in the open air, standing, surfing on this bird. Yeah, so we're like... Is that... Bless is not surprised. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, so Ungo's out there doing his um, Red Bull Aero, Aero Air Show. So do you see any big ladies from up there? <laughs> you do think in the distance... Everybody looks tiny! In the, in the distance, um, Ungo, you can see a bank of clouds at the ring of yep. mountains within this. And above those clouds, in the twilight, you can see a gleaming white citadel. Did you say in the clouds? Above the clouds. Or behind them. Yeah, behind Above them. the clouds. Beyond them. Beyond. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that should be the palace, I guess. Um. Cool. So, so hey, uh, sword. You say that that bell can take us to wherever we want. Who are you? Who are you asking, Celeste? The sword. Ah. Oh. Um, heart's desire, mate. What? What? Zybilna's pa- palace. Oh, okay, ah. okay. That was the name of the place. The, okay. The palace of heart's desire. Ah. Is that what that is in the distance? Oh, yeah. Oh. Oh. I, guess that's the I reckon that's 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 the, that's the way that the Jabberwock will be though. Eyes out, eyes up. Uh, I'm pretty sure we saw it uh, a couple of uh, yeah dimensions. I don't know how to call realms earlier. Yeah, it knocked me out of the balloon. Hmm. Oh, it doesn't <laughs> like doesn't like uh, competition. Large flying, I don't like it very much large either. Large flying creatures. I've seen it take out a dragon. Maybe he's going to think, think to himself a little bit about Ango and then just, okay, never mind. Um, <laughs> uh, well, yeah, before we go, let's, let's clean up, meet up with the our little army, let them know everything's safe. Okay. And yeah, yeah, check the other rooms. Fly down. Fly down. Take a long rest. Ungo wants to fly down to I'll the like, down. stage and see if he can see if he can find any of the uh, anybody down there. 
going on down there? You do see, as you're flying out over the, over the landscape, that um, docked against one of the other towers in the place, a little bit lower down, probably at a couple of floors down, is a um, shop basket mm-hmm. with a balloon made of storm cloud. You've seen this before, and it flew away, um, and you see the same thing again, now docked here. There was two darklings um, staffing the shop last time. Charm and Trinket? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, you said there was some cheering. Um, Yes. And maybe some kind of victory. Do I see any of this? Yeah, you see a bunch of Kored doing some sort of Kepoora dance. Okay, well then that's what Ungo wants to do. He wants to fly down to them to just like check in. Okay. All right. They give you the um, thumbs up. Everything's cool. Victory is ours. Yeah, so he's just going to tell them that, uh, you know, I've de- we de- defeated Scabatha, but Endelin escaped. To the, we think to the palace. Mm. Well, the, um, hold, down the, hold down the castle and we'll go after her. Okay. Well, um, the Briganox and the Kored have a bit of a conference and they, um, they agree that um, the Kored will secure the, um, the, the castle, this one. The Briganox will, will, will secure the, the uh, grounds below because there's lots of tunnels and um, uh, dungeons and things beneath and there's things needing, needing mopping up. Um, the Elder... It's pretty presumption dividing my castle between themselves. And... <laughs> and the um, the elder Briganok says that um, goes to Trig and says Trig how have did, you f- did you guys come downstairs yeah yeah I presume, right. assume everyone's all sort of met up yeah. And Trig says, yeah. uh, and, they, and the, the older says, uh, Trig, um, uh, how have you fared with these um, leaders, with this group? Pretty well. Um, they. <laughs> I um, can't do that, you, boys. Uh, <laughs> know my pain. <laughs> are you up for mm. carrying on? Are you up for carrying on to the Palace of Heart's Desire with them? Uh, y- yes. <laughs> I, I... Enthusiastically. Okay, yes, all right. <laughs> and he's gone. Oof. He's gone. <laughs> all right. So, Hi, little power. So they, they beseech Trig to, uh, you know, under t- to continue. Uh, while it's, it's quite a threat, they um, ask him to go with the party uh, representing them in this um, Glister I'm not walking out from the crowd is Gleam who you've not seen for a long time now um, uh, 
and Gleam approaches, goes to give you a hug. It's yeah, been so pretend. long. <laughs> yes. Maybe it's going to whisper to him and go, don't look directly at it. You're going to go blind. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and uh, Gleam asks to, you know, offers to either could do the same thing, you know, stay here. Um, or leave it open for the party. Could also accompany the party to the to the palace if that's where you intend to go. I think Liam should come with, so we can yeah, eclipse if we have to. I mean, if anything, you you deserve at least one punch in on that stupid hug. So. Okay, it's just gone 10 o'clock. We normally go mm -hmm. to about 11 or just after. Should we take a 10 minute break or you know, 15 minutes break, just enough to get a coffee or, or whatnot? Uh, yeah. Uh -huh. yep. Go with me. Okay. All right, pause here and. Uh, um... And. Sure, we go. Ungo's going to ask the, the group, our allies, if they found anything interesting in the castle. Oh, yeah. What was the ring? Ungo's oh, ring. Ring of protection. All right. Yeah. All right. Oh yes, right. we found a fantastic oh. sword, and we introduced him to meet uh, Snickersnack. Yes. Uh, I'm gonna ask the Briganox and the Corrid if that while they were fighting, if they found anything interesting in the castle. Okay. All right. We'll do that when we. We didn't up. search the whole castle. No. Yeah. All right. All right. Back shortly. Um. I I think I've got to go. Okay, all right, no worries. Oh, yep. Uh, see, see you next time. Uh, okay. By the way, yeah. Give on going the ring back before you go. <laughs> get that ring back. Oh yeah, you you can have the ring. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Right. You can have the ring. Okay. Okay. See ya. Uh, yeah. Bye. See you okay. So, so he Trig chose not to continue with the party. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> for the time being, you, you have no idea. These things are—they're a fickle creature. These Fey. He's very sad. Yeah. Can't trust him. Um. So so, to, with us being back from the break, just to um try to move things along and also summarise where you're at. You. Met up with the um, other Fey that were helping you to take the castle. They've done a stellar job in securing the place. You've um, uh, determined that you take a bit of a rest, um, recover from your ordeals and travails of the, of the last few hours, and um, regroup, and then set off to the next, next part of the adventure, uh, of your adventure, and... Um, in so doing, had a bit of a party, a bit of a celebration with the um, uh, with the Fae, the the Briganox are fond of their wine, and the Corred are fond of their dance. So together, it's it's a bit of a party. We cracked open a bottle of that wine. Oh yeah, that Elvish mm. wine. There was uh, six bottles or so of that to 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 pass around. And Maybe crack, crack, crack open a bottle uh, of wine. There, there were eight of, eight of those bottles of wine, and Uncle put all of them in his backpack. <laughs> uh. 
those <laughs> goblins always so sneaky. Let's see. And... And now I'm constantly with my twin, by the way. Yes. Um, you've... Uh... Yeah, met back up and... Um... Hmm. Yeah, and um, compared notes and and I think one of the things that we left open was whether Gleam was going to stay with the castle or go with the main with the rest of you. Mm -hmm. I think Gleam should come with in case we run into Endelin and then we can. Oh yeah, and have since, we having, uh, we, since we are having a party, uh, Meg is going to sing the uh, come join, join a party for a while. Song that, that I posted in the Discord. Oh, yeah. Back. Yeah. Eye locking with a gleam and trig. Dedicating the song to them. Okay. Yeah. Um, cool. So you uh, give your bardic, uh, lend your bardic skills to enhance this experience, and mm -hmm. uh, you roll level seven. Um, yeah. So, Celeste, what do you get as from going up? Like, I know fourth level spells, that's probably the big one. Yeah, that's it. That's all I get. Yeah, yeah. So, which is a big deal for you know um, spell slingers. Um, but most importantly, I got to attune to my ring. Ah, so you've got your ring of shooting stars now. Very yeah. appropriate ownership. Um, what about you, uh, Mavis? Uh, I took polymorph at fourth level, and I'm also thinking of switching one of my earlier spells, but haven't decided yet. Right. And so, Celeste, what your fourth, did you prepare a fourth level spell for today? Or do you prepare? I did. Yep. Um, which one I just chose mm. is a good question. Or are you going to surprise us by flinging out some <laughs> sort of... I might be surprising myself because I don't remember. <laughs> right. um, I took Blight. Oh, okay, Blight. Oh, uh, that's Blight. quite biblical. Yeah. Um, all right. I did that once with a celestial, what are they called? ASMR. Um, took infestation so that I could fling locusts and uh, blight and, you know, a, a paladin slash sorcerer to, right. yeah. Okay, very, uh, yeah, very, no, very nice. So blight, cool. cool. Um, I switched out one of my first level spells for another healing spell. Okay. Because I seem to have become the healer. Yeah, no cleric. No, it's been a long time since there was a cleric in the party. Um, Glister. How about you? I got um, evasion and stillness of the mind. That's right. Evasion um, is dexterity, dodge, save. Yeah, uh, I only take half, half damage yeah. on a saving throw and take no damage. Oh, oh how's that go? Half or none. Half or none. Yeah, yep. great. And stillness of the mind, I can um, remove charmed or frightened. Yeah, it's quite damage. surprising when a fireball goes off, everyone's sort of dusting off all the charcoal and the monk is standing there. With a twinkle in the eye. Um, and Ungo? Uh, I posted in the little 20, but the, the main thing is advantage on initiative, and I ignore difficult terrain. Okay. Uh, and then also on the first turn of combat, I get advantage on attack rolls against creatures that have not yet acted. Right. Uh, assassin style, a little bit. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, 
So I think you were interested in having a little discussion with Skylar. Skylar. Let me see. <clears throat> All right, so I can show you what Skylar sort of a handout for Skylar. Um, but when you meet her, she's dressed, you know, she's looking very dark and ominous there, very tyrannical. Um, whereas when you meet her, she's dressed in full makeup, acting gear. Um, And she says, hello, I uh, hear you're interested in a, in a chat. <clears throat> Is somebody going to chat? <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't remember what we were wanting to chat, chat to her about. Uh, well, for one, she's member or former member of the League of Malevolence supposedly betrayed them, but uh, Gleam seems to have picked up on the fact that she might not be as honest with her intentions in the castle as she was pretending to. So... Yeah, yeah so I'm going to ask her <clears throat> what she was doing here. Ah, yes, well, I've... Um, Kalek is on a bit of a crusade. All he really wants is a, is a magic staff. And um, he's enlisted Warduke as a to as a bodyguard. This enormous oaf of a warrior um, uses a flaming flaming sword. Um, runs around in this ridiculous helmet. But uh, <coughs> but uh, yeah, I just have had enough of all this. Um, you know, of these schemes, I was not really interested in finding a staff for Kalak and not really interested in hanging out with them, you know, being around them anymore. So why Endelin's castle then? Well, this is, this is as far as we got when we parted ways, so I've pretty much stayed here rather than striking out on my own. Inside check. Yep, okay. So while she's talking... Uh... I didn't see it in our handouts. The picture we we got like a letter describing the League of Malevolence and their relationships with each other. Like someone cannot be killed because someone else is protecting them, but they are hated by that guy, kind of thing. Right. If you could, if you could uh, post it. Oh, I can't remember. I didn't see it in the handouts. Might have been in the chat. Possibly. I wrote down this. Yeah, that's, that's the stuff basically. Okay. Um, okay. Ah, yes, okay, I can. 
I can post you a picture. Mm -hmm. Copy. I, it won't be on the main chat, but I can post it into Discord for you. I'll lose our pictures for a minute. So that's her, and she goes by um, by the moniker Charmé now. Charmé. <laughs> yeah. So, sorry for the interruption. So, so take it away. Um. Yeah, she says, oh, "I'm not too sure what what you're asking." I say, uh, "What knowledge do you have of the hourglass coven?" The hourglass coven. Well, I'm. Uh, I'm not really interested in the hourglass coven at all. Although I am subject to the hospitality of Endelin, which I understand has now been driven off. Yeah. So why don't we say you are subject to our hospitality? Endelin, one of her skills was revealing most likely futures and um, I was witness to my most likely future which was to be fatally betrayed by the other members of my own party the League of Malevolence so as you were probably all if you all were new, had your um, future divined by someone who uh, with those abilities, then we'll have to do something about it. So, so you'd rather just hide here like a coward and not do something about it? Well, Kellek is not one to be trifled with. So I defected and took refuge at Motherhorn here. Yeah, but by doing that, haven't you already prevented You've already lost. Yeah, like... You cannot be betrayed by them, since you're not part of them anymore. You don't trust them, so they cannot betray you trust. Yeah, true. This could be... Could, I might, the, the threads of destiny may have already been split. Does she know where they are? Um, she says at least two of them are in... Uh, are in um, maybe three are in uh, Zybilna's castle. Yeah. Yeah. I think we match one of your friends. A mage? Short guy. A wizard? Kind of, no, no, a short guy. Kind of stubby attitude. Oh, no. He was off in thither somewhere. We lost track. We lost lost part, parted ways. I think Celeste, you're intimate with him. <laughs> like, befriended. Close friends. Who is this? You killed him. The guy. <laughs> yeah, you killed him. Oh! You killed one of the what, what, one yeah. of the League of Malevolence members. The remember the uh, the assassin that leapt out of the rocks, and the unicorn glade. And you, yeah. Oh yes, yes, yes. He was a half orc, I think. Oh, I know. For some reason, hey. I thought he was small. <laughs> yeah. Tried to cut the unicorn's head off. That's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he was coming for the horn. While everyone, yeah, while everyone else was like. 500 feet away. Yeah. Thousands. <laughs> Sounds like thousands. he deserved it. Yes. Yeah. 
he was looking for a unicorn's horn just like you all were, but uh, he was willing to kill a unicorn to get one. I'm going to ask Skyla if she's seen the unicorn horn. Um, she believes that it was taken to the castle. Palace of Heart's Desire. All right, everything seems to point towards there. I she thinks that Kalex stole it from Endelin. Oh, okay, that makes more sense. They're looking to have the, some leverage over her. I think the witches really didn't want the the horn anywhere near Zabulna. Yeah, no, no, but Kalex wants to. Um, will will need it if he's right. or he's or he's looking for it anyway. He thinks she needs it to take on the Valor's call. His his nemesis is the party mage from that group. On that note, uh, have you met our friends? Uh, I, I will bring out the, the dwarf that's with us. I forgot his name. <laughs> oh, yeah. So they would have already met and yeah. um, scowled at one another and blah, 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 you know, whatnot. But... Um, I think there's two members of the of, of Valor's Call. One that was with the right, Brig Brig Briganox, the, the rogue. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the rogue. Yeah, so the rogue and the fighter are here. Yeah. Uh, what do you say? Can, can her words be trusted? Um, they don't really trust her at all, but um, they're not looking for any retribution or anything. Ah. Uh. I wanted to see him fight. <laughs> Maybe he's going to kick a rock. You're an like agent, and walk agent away. of disaster. <laughs> yeah. All right, I think that was all the questions I had. Mm -hmm. Okay. Hey, She's looking around and thinking, I'm thinking and uh, looking around and, think, and saying, this is quite a good place, but I'm... It needs redecoration. Yeah. I guess you can take it up with the new owners. Uh, <laughs> Unless she wants to be the new owner. I mean, it needs new ownership. Yeah. Uh, you get you get that feel from her. That working she's, conditions. <laughs> now that Endelin's gone, look, you can definitely see a twinkle in her eye and there's cogs turning. Mm-hmm. And just make uh, sure you pe treat the people better. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ango, I think you were asking the, the guys to turn over any treasure that they found? Basically. Yeah. Ah, yes, certainly. Um, you turn over yours too, and we'll divide it by 50. <laughs> <laughs> just curious if they found anything that could be helpful with us to track down Endolin and defeat her for the good of the <laughs> Right, okay. Whatever they found, uh, everyone's all zipping it. Do they have a spare backpack? Uh, they do. In fact, you can go and deck yourself out with common uh, items from the player's handbook. You know, based uh, on the from the dressing Yay, dressing starting room. equipment. Yeah. yeah, but it's it's acting quality. So you've got an actor's backpack. It's not actually a real backpack. It's like from the Dora movie. <laughs> um, just oh, prop, 
prop items. <laughs> Amazing. Speaking of which, it. Celeste is going to ditch her noble costume. Ah, yes. Yeah, go back, go back to, to her regular oh, robes. Yeah, okay. Is there a telescope? A telescope? Yes. Uh, no, they're, they're no. beyond common items. Okay. Very rare. You do find, uh -huh. though, uh, like a, um, a single monocle-like lens on a stick. Uh -huh. Just like a like a two times magnification. Like. Yeah, yeah. So there is a minor magnification one, and it's no. for watching. You know, I grab that. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I guess maybe it's just gonna advise Glenn not to eat her ra rations, which are clearly just plastic or wooden little right. things in the backpack. Yeah. And yeah, that's it. But you know, clothing, pouches, belts, boots, all that sort of stuff would be completely cool for you, Glister. Rope, um, you know, even hammers and pitons and stuff like that, perhaps. Okay. This grab like the regular stuff. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Uh, also, are we missing what? anyone's missing items? Because Celeste got her sister. Everyone's got, got stuff. Yeah, everyone's Angle got their got bits and shadow. bobs. Yeah. Speaking of which, is Selena going to come with us? Um, I don't. Th she may. Come on, what do, what do you think? Uh, Celeste would probably like her to, just because she's yeah. a little nervous being separated from her. Okay, so I think both Gleam and Sel and Selena will come with yeah, you. Yeah, so we got the, like, the siblings going there. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. What will probably like yeah. I think it would like once they get together, they'd be like, no, 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 no. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The twins. Not, they're not multiplying. <laughs> the twins. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. But what we'll probably do is those two will form some sort of base camp once you get to mm -hmm. the castle, and then you guys, yeah. can, you guys as a group, can, as a smaller unit, can strike out from there so that I don't have to control. Yeah. Uh, exactly. All right. Maybe for like a narrative reason or something, if one of our dearly departed was missing something, if you could, if there was, if it was anywhere here, you could send it on them, give them back, so they can, they can be on their way. Something like Noba. Uh, and other stuff. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Skylar volunteers that the so the League of just just to be clear the League of uh, it looks like she's trying to give you as much information as she can to uh, ensure your success. Um, uh, the lead the leader of the of the League of Malevolence is Kellek. His driving ambition is to steal a magic star from his arch en enemy Ringle One. Um, Kellett came here with the intent to blackmail Zybilna. Um, don't know what leverage he had, but he had some sort of leverage over the former <clears throat> former queen. And um, I think Valis Call was must have already been here, but he already wanted her, the Zybilna's assistance and complicity with with securing the staff. Yes, I don't, but, but it must have been considerable leverage over her. Um, but I uh, led, uh, I, I leaked Kellek's plans to the Hourglass Coven um, to thwart Kellek. And um, when the League's members arrived at the palace, the hags used them to create a diversion. 
So Enderlin was quite proud of that, using the League of Malevolence, but they had their own their own ideas about Zobilna, who apparently is the fourth sister, so there's four of them, at least. I remember the, 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 the paintings in uh, Skabaha's room. There yes. were four paintings. Yeah. Five. One was, uh, three was of the witches, fourth one was Tasha, <clears throat> and the fifth one was uh, Baba Yaga, right? Yes. And okay. uh, the League of Malevolence, though, even though th they were working against each other, the, the League of Malevolence now seems to work for the hags unwittingly. Mm. And she, you can tell that she, Skylar seems quite proud of the trouble that she's caused for her former comrades. Before we go, I would like to have a little sidebar with Skylar, if okay. she's interested. Okay. And I'll basically whisper into her ear about how she cannot trust uh, anyone around her, and especially the, the, the other two guys from the League of Heroes, or whatever they right. were called. Right, yeah, yeah. Valis call. And I will use my words of terror to make her frightened, frightened of them oh, for an oof. hour. Okay. So that's a wisdom saving throw, DC 15. Okay. Okay, that's my natural roll without any pluses or anything. Um, so you're not sure if she's she sort of arches an eyebrow, an eyebrow, and says, "Oh, really?" Um, uh, how, how she should watch her back at all times, and then like with a really grim expression and mm. like stage with like a whisper, and then I just bright up like, a, "Well, anyway, that's what I think." I'll cuff her on the back and walk away with the party. Okay. Hopefully she won't steer too much trouble once immediately after we're gone. She seems quite freaked out and, and, and it sort of works. And she says, wait, wait, don't go yet. No, sorry, we uh, busy schedule. Eight to, <laughs> okay. I know, catch All the right. light early, early, you know, the golden hour, whatever it's called. Okay. Celeste is going to listen to what she was going to say. <laughs> okay. She says, oh. um, be, just, just bear in mind that, that, um, Zybilna. That's an alias. It's not her true name. Yeah. Do you know her true name? Well, I don't know true, but she's an archmage, not a archfarge. No. Igwilf. What? Igwilf. Igwilf. It's another name that she goes by. Okay. And. Thank you. Igwulf is the adopted daughter of Baba Yaga, unlike the three that are her true daughters. <clears throat> and somehow, these hags used Igwulf's cauldron against her. Okay. Could um, I roll, I don't know, history or arcana or something? If the name Igwulf rings any bells? Um, between, between all of you, you would know of Igwulf as a uh, famous... Um, Archmage from Earth, another world, yeah. not the Forgotten Realms where you started from. Okay, got it. It might have been told in stories as the of a of a, of a powerful, yeah, powerful figure, wizard. 
All right, I'm going to thank Skyla for the information okay. and then kind of give her a gentle reminder of like, we're going to leave you here to do what you wish, but don't forget that we've already killed two hags. So mm. you better be a good leader or She's... we'll be back. <laughs> She says, one more to go. He gives you a fist bump. (laughs) But she gets your your drift. (laughs) Yeah, and while while we are leaving, Maeve is just going to turn around towards her and silently point at the the dwarf and the rogue and go like... (laughs) I'm going to catch her fist bump, but put some power behind it. Oh. Ah. So she knows, like, <laughs> yeah. like the equivalent of a tough man handshake. The key is yeah. <laughs> right. The key is strong in this one. Um, okay. All right. Are we going up to the tower and ring that bell? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Ring the bell and wonder for whom the bell tolls. Ungo, are you coming with the bell, or are you flying there on your little I'm mechanical bird? I'm going to the ornithopter when we ring the bell and hope it comes with. Okay. Uh, what's the size? Is it something you can like carry with between Slopney and, well, maybe not Mavis, because he has strength of eight, but someone else. <laughs> I missed that, sorry. What, what were you trying to uh, do? It's the the top turn, the, the the flying device. Yeah, it, it says it only. Can... It mm-hmm. says it only weighs twenty five pounds. Oh, so yeah, Slopty definitely could take it with, like on his back. Yeah, um, probably the um, the weight is not the issue. It's probably twenty feet across. So I think it says it says it has a fourteen foot wingspan. Fourteen, there we go. And it's eight feet long. Yep. And if it's only 25 pounds, I mean, you can just hold it over my head, you know? Like... I, the, the whole party can chip in. <laughs> yeah. Just pulling their weight. What are you trying to you do? Get um, trying to, what, is, what is your objective? You want to get it through the, the portal. Oh, wait, you're going to ring the bell and get it with us. Oh, I yeah. see. So, okay. Well, you can just fly it up to that, through that belfry. Is it? How, oh. how far? Yeah, I was just going to look at how far away is this castle? You jump, far, right? you jump on and fly to the... Um, Belfry that's 50 feet away land where yeah. the Jabberwocky burst out and then there's the bell yep so there's this huge bell probably 50 kilos or so silver at the top of the Belfry anyone okay. fe- feeling like give it in a dong I will. Let me okay. look and say, is everybody yeah. ready? All right. Yeah, that's, so that's, an, that's an instrument. I think that's an instrument. Yeah. Bell. Oh, yeah. yeah, Mavis, maybe you should do this. <laughs> uh, very well. I just crack my knuckles, get, get in a groove, like some nice internally in my head, <laughs> get the beat going, and start pounding on the Okay. On the bell. Are you going to do the bong? Yeah. <laughs> the tabla style. Um, okay. Let's see.
Okay, you ring the... Um, you ring the bell and it's a, and a single tone rings out and while there's lightning and thunder and rain and so on, it pierces. And um, you pause, you look around, nothing really happens, no portal opens up, nobody beams out or anything. But uh, after a few moments, you see from the distant white palace above, beyond the clouds, um, some sort of figures approaching through the, through the twilight. And um, as they get closer, you can see these flying creatures, enormous wings. They get closer still, and you're all staring there, you know, looking at, uh, you know, trying, peering intently at what these things are. And as and the, as one, they sort of start to sort of peel off, and you can see um, their giant cranes, so very long, straight beaks, long necks, elegant long long legs stretched out behind them, and while they're the body itself is probably 10 feet across, very large. The wingspans are all bigger than that. And um, uh, six of them come in line and then they come down and swoop down and gracefully land atop the belfry and then look down at you expectantly. I'm going to nudge Mavis and be like, I think that's our ride. Okay. Don't look. Don't look, don't look, don't look. Uh, and... I've just jumped on one. Okay. <laughs> so you I'm going to jump on one too. Yeah. So you can just run up the belfry on your, with your slippers of spider climbing and blah, 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 and then get up the top and hop on one of these things. And it sort of looks back at you and then flaps its wings and takes flight. But two or three beats and suddenly the wings are out and it's just soaring on currents from below. Same with Glister. You've got Gleam on the back. Selena's with you, um, Celeste. Mavis, Ungo, Ungo, are you on your ornithopter? Or are you... Uh... If, it, if, if it can keep up with those things. Um... We're going to hit you up. They're just like with a pulling rope. Yeah. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be our kite. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so you can get on and they... And, and, and your, your ornithopter starts boo, 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 like a sort of duck trying to catch up with swans. And um, uh, they sort of look over, the, uh, over their shoulder and um, just steady their gaze. So while they are just gliding, um, just coasting along, you're... But you can keep up. Mm -hmm. I'm looking down. I've got Discord down off to one side here. You are there. <laughs> And Mavis, mm -hmm. you're doing uh, this. I'm just clutching the feathers or whatever there is, like holding for my dear life, so my knuckles go white. Okay. All my muscles tensed. All right. And uh, for what it's worth, Slapney sort of monkey bars up the things and hops on. Definitely, he's actually de more dexterous than he is strong, despite his uh, buff Ooh. appearance. And. We move on. 
Ungo try, tries to remain stoic, but occasionally lets out some giggles. Gleeful giggles as he flies along. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're having fun. I was thinking. Uh, yeah, I was thinking too. Like, having fun. Wait, wait. <laughs> yeah. Celeste has like her cape out, like flapping in the wind, yeah. and her and Selena are just like <laughs> giggling and happy to be back together. Yep. We're flying and, and back together, so it's a good day. Yeah. Okay, I've got a handout to show you. So you spend some time soaring through the lightning and these cranes seem to know what's happening. You get the smell of ozone and they sort of peel off to one side and a crack of lightning thunders down. This um, tall palace comes into view. Let's see, it, it looks from a distance like the traditional, you know, fairy tale um, fairy tale castle postcard. And um, through the mist of this twilight realm, a palace emerges dreamlike from the clouds. Great white marble tower ringed by delicate spires and cast its shadows over the rooftops below. There's another tower. You can see if, if you look at the handout off to one side that it teeters precariously. It looks like it should have fallen, but it's being gripped by these enormous um, vines. It looks like maybe the tower was even torn from its foundations by the coiled beanstalk. There's monstrous vines clinging all over the palace walls and they choke uh, a promontory of rock on which this palace perches. And from here you can peer all across Prismia. You're very high up above the, you know, that mist that you had seen before. I'm just going to move you to another map just for the purposes of I don't know if this is resolving or not. Yep. Ooh, that's a new yep. map. And so from here you can see all of hither, thither and yon. So, so to take his mind away from the, the horrifying highs that he's at, maybe it's just going to look look uh, at the Prismere and go like, oh, I almost died over there, I almost died over there, and I think <laughs> yeah. I almost died over there. Yeah, I think you may have had the most brushes with death out of all of us. True. Yeah. Um, as you survey your surroundings, though, um, hundreds of birds burst from the canopy of an ancient forest below you and scatter in all directions. And moments later, this much more fearsome creature erupts from the woods beneath. 
A sinewy pale green dragon takes to the sky and flies towards the palace. You're still some way off, and you can, but you, even from this distance you can see it's large. Um, its mighty wings carry it above the level of where you are in your, of where you are in the in your cranes. Um, and once it gets atop the palace, you can see off in the distance, it sort of folds its wings and drops like a hawk, like a, um, a harrier, and like a stone, it vanishes from sight behind the palace's high walls. Okay. And this Does is. Does it look like a jabberwock? It, it's the same creature with that long, yep. sinewy neck and the strange, sort of almost bulbous head that um, shot ray, rays of radiant energy straight through your balloon and caused you to crash in thither. Uh, I, I was trying to land somewhere okay. earlier than the castle to, to avoid it or what? I don't know. Do, do we see that wind? mill thing north of the castle uh, like yeah you can see a large windmill type thing on the off into the off in the mist you can't tell what it's on but you can see um crackling it's like a storm it looks like it's the middle of a a huge uh, hurricane type swirl hmm. interesting it looks like there's oh. no tree road between that and the castle no no you can't see any ground between that and the castle uh, let's not fly into the hurricane i guess um so should we just land outside the walls inside the walls on the walls what's the plan it doesn't look like there's a lot of room around the castle at least in this image The cranes seem to not be responding to your guidance. They're flying straight okay. to the castle. Fair enough. Oh, fair enough. That solves the problem. <laughs> yeah. They're going to go wherever they're going to go. <laughs> yep. So what I show... So what happened? Let's have a look. I'll just jump to Motherhorn and grab your tokens before we move off. Oh, Where were you all? I can't see you. Oh, there you are. I'll grab Slutney as well. Glista. And Trig. I might still continue to play as an NPC regardless. As your agent of the Fae. Okay, moving maps. should start to see a map resolving. I'll draw your attention. Yep. Oh, that's a big map. 
Okay, so um, for the because of, I've got daylight switched on, it's still you can see you know a long way, but it is twilight and very dim. So you'll see the lay of the land, or you should be able to see, but only faintly. But for your own dark vision, for your own light sources, that'll still make it more clear for areas that are a little bit closer to you. If that makes any sense. And you can see these large castle walls. Um, I will... Let's see. Okay, um, and the um, the cranes sort of circle overhead so you get an idea of the lay of the land beyond and there's a large um, green forest, uh, not forest, gar garden planted out and um, surrounded by a um, castle wall. Uh, vines growing over the castle wall and completely choking it, uh, Sleeping Beauty style, and these cranes all circle down and they land gracefully just at the um, palace gates. There's ivy clinging to a set of silver and um, silvery gates that are embedded in the outer palace's wall, and you can see a luxuriant garden beyond. The double gate's probably 20 feet tall and looks to be made of silver. What uh, time are we going to end our session today? It's, um, I think this, this is probably a good spot actually. I was thinking yeah, usually between 11 and 11.30. We've gone 11.15 and you're right at the gate. Mm -hmm. So Yeah, that works for me. Yeah, okay. Yep, Let's do good. that. Um, and uh, We've taken it to the level seven, right at the the sort of final sort of series of uh, locations, and you're faced with finally this sort of Disney style palace um, to explore next time we meet. So, uh, yep, very good. Thank you, uh, Glister. <laughs> we'll hope to see you again next week to uh, um, yeah. party on. Some, yeah, some witch punching session. Yes. <laughs> All right. Witch punching. Yeah. Great. Well, I will close out here and um, I will, yeah, we'll get this. So we meet up again in a fortnight and um, we'll get this one up onto uh, YouTube and into the podcast for anyone who wants to listen in? All right. Thanks yeah. a lot. Yep. Thanks for it again. Bye. See you guys. Yes. Bye.
Nights in white satin Lifelong fairy friend Seek outside Vilna A queen to defend Hourglass coven Three to a whore You will need allies Answer Valor's call Look above you Yes, above you